This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. If you think back to the last federal election and the provincial election before that, one of the big issues was affordability for people. And it's not surprising because with the cost of living, it just seems to go up, up, up all the time. It just seems like your take-home pay, your salary, your wages don't seem to keep pace. So for a lot of the people that I talk to, they will say at the end of the month, it just keeps getting tighter with the amount of wriggle room that you have in your own personal finances after you pay the, the bills for the month. Check out these numbers. The new consumer debt index just out. It says in British Columbia, households have an average of $601 in wriggle room left in their budget at the end of the month. So this is after all the bills are paid, $600 left over. You know what? I think for a lot of people, they probably got less than that. That's the way it feels to me. That's reflected in this survey as well. It says nearly half of British Columbians polled say they are left with less than 200 bucks at the end of the month. About a quarter say they don't have any money left at all to cover all the bills and obligations that they have to meet. It's getting tougher for a lot of people as they deal with this month to month. Let's talk to my guest about this now, Lana Gilbertson, a licensed insolvency trustee with the MNP company based in Vancouver. Lana, thanks very much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. These are this is an interesting survey. What is the consumer debt index, by the way? What is that? So the consumer debt index, the MNP consumer debt index, measures Canadians' attitudes towards their consumer debt and gauges their ability to pay bills, endure inex- unexpected expenses, and absorb interest rate fluctuations. Uh, and so this is something that we do in conjunction with Ipsos Read. It's updated quarterly, and we've been doing this since uh, the spring of 2016. So we have a lot of data under our belts. Okay, $601, the average amount left over, according to this new survey. Is that number going up or down? What do the trend lines say there? It's going down. So it is at its lowest point since tracking began in February 2016, and it's down $129 since June. So it, it is going down. People have left money less left over. They got less money in their pocket at the end of the month now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. I mean, you just hear this from people a lot, that it's just getting tougher to meet, make ends meet. Why is that happening? Are just the cost of living going up too high? That is definitely part of it. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no question that the cost of living is uh, it's at an all-time high right now. Um, I think, too, that uh, what's happening, um, at least I'm going to say in my professional experience as a trustee, what I see in my daily practice is that you know people are not preparing for you know more long-game items like... Um, you know, annual or unexpected expenses. People are just not as prepared as they used to be. Um, they're not putting money away. And so what's happening is they're turning to credit cards and other forms of debt. And this is also eating up 
a portion of their disposable income increasingly. Yeah, I mean, if you have something that kind of blindsides you in your life, right? Like if you have, I don't know, an, unforese- an unforeseen death in your family of maybe a breadwinner in your home or something, or, or a marriage breaks up or something, or some unexpected expense, are those the type of things that can sort of throw a curveball at people? Definitely. I mean, often yeah. the, this is the straw that breaks the cam- camel's back, as the saying goes. I mean, you know, a lot of people that find themselves facing an insolvency proceeding like a bankruptcy. I mean, it has it is the result of, you know, some sudden event that uh, just tips them over the edge. All right. right. I'm speaking to Lana Gilbertson. She's a, an insolvency trustee with MNP in Vancouver. Do you find that this is particularly an acute problem in a, in a city like Vancouver with such a high cost of living? Like maybe people find it easier to to cope if they're living outside the city, maybe of lower cost of living for something like housing? You know, I, I'm not sure that I, that I find that to be the case. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, British Columbians, regardless of, of where they're living, the cost of living, it, it's high and it's all relative, right? I mean, you know, uh, rents have, you know, skyrocketed outside of, of Metro Vancouver as well. And I, I think that this is a problem um, that, that most British Columbians are facing together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would say it's, it's universal. And it's also, as we know, you know, we track data nationally and within uh, each of the regions. And it's, it's, you know, everyone in Canada is sort of feeling this way. Very, very, uh, you know, maxed out, if you will. And, uh, you know, and, and struggling to, to make ends meet. Yeah. How does BC compare against the rest of the country? You know, not not that different. I think the result for Canada, I, I may not have this number quite exact, but I believe, you know, Canadians on average have about $579 left. So there's, you know, British Columbians are slightly better, but we're talking dollars, right? So uh, I think everyone is really sort of feel, it, feeling in the same place, which is that generally life is unaffordable right now. Okay, is there, is there any... portion of the population. Is there any... Uh, significant percentage of people out there who are feeling like well actually i'm doing okay maybe i'm feeling better off than i was yeah. a year ago definitely well this this is what's interesting about the survey is that while you have sort of these headline results right british yeah. columbians have less money at the end of the month half are concerned about their ability to pay their debts you know there was an aspect of the survey that actually showed that british columbians were feeling more positive about their personal financial situation. So just some of that data, I can share with you, three in 10 say that their debt situation is better than it was a year ago. Um, Hmm. Around the same numbers, so roughly three in 10 say that it is better than five years ago. Um, In addition to being optimistic about the present, an even greater proportion feel more positive about the future. And that, you know, that shows, shows us four in 10 are expecting that their debt situation a year from now will be better. Half believe it will be better five years from now. So, so generally, there is sort of uh, some positive sentiment uh, among British Columbians, yeah. um, and and you know and and th- you know that's that's really great, I think. You know, uh, but at the same time, again, I'm going to just refer back to my daily practice. I find that sometimes that positivity uh, may not be necessarily accurate. Uh, or realistic, and sometimes it prevents people from taking earlier action to address what is probably a more ser- serious situation than they realize. Yeah, maybe people are feeling a maybe 
I don't know, like a false sense of comfort or security, or maybe we're just getting used to rolling with the punches that we're getting more accustomed to kind of living month to month and people are just kind of getting used to it perhaps, but I don't know. I mean, if you are really struggling or just barely making the bills month to month, what happens if, if something unexpected goes wrong? Like in your, in your practice, when you're with your clients, I mean, do people come to you and they're in a desperate situation and what kind of advice do you give them? Mm -hmm. Most people that come to see me, you know, the vast majority of them really do need my help. Um, I would like to say that I, that I sit down with most uh, folks and say, oh, guess what? You know, your situation's better than you realize. You don't need me. I do say that from time to time, but it's not nearly enough, which just tells yeah. me that people have waited too long uh, to come in and see me. But, you know, the, the advice that I give them is I, I just give them the cold, hard facts, right? And, um, you know, typically people, although it's hard to, to talk to someone about what, you know, you've, what is a serious financial situation? Finances are still a bit of a taboo topic for people, I think. But, you know, I, by the time they come to see me, usually they've dealt with some of the emotional stuff. So they're kind of there, ready to talk. Um, and, and often it's simply a relief to be able to, to talk about it freely with someone who isn't judging them and who is able to give them some education and information about what the options are. I mean, right. you know, bankruptcy is just one of the solutions that exist, but it's, it's not... It's not, uh, it's not uh, the most common thing that, that we help people with. There are alternatives. Um, but, uh, yeah, we do, you know, my job is to simply listen, uh, to, hear, to hear people out because they need to talk about it, and, and to, to go through all of the possible options that exist. And, and most people leave feeling quite relieved, again, to get it off their chest, but also to have some information that they didn't have, uh, yes. to know that there is a way. There's a way out. Is credit card debt one of the big problems? Like if people racked up some of those high interest rate debts? Definitely. Definitely. I see a lot of credit card debt. Um, I also see, you know, lines of credit um, and uh, I see unpaid income taxes, student loans, um, all kinds of things. But definitely credit cards are usually in in most people's uh, basket of debt, if you will. Okay, some tough numbers out there, but maybe a wake-up call to remind people to, you know, watch your pennies and uh, take the steps you need to you t- need to take before things get worse. Lana, thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That's Lana Gilbertson. She's a licensed insolvency trustee. She's with MNP.